Welcome to the Buried Gems Podcast, where we dig through internet literature to try and find the next big thing. Sometimes I forget that the the, uh, the big red button in my main palace just so happens to be the same big red button on Audacity. Um, it's, a, it's a large coincidence, but... Um, it, it's wild. Yeah. Well, that's good, though. It's always right there. I need it, yeah. yeah. Cool. It's ideal. We will never know. If there's a meaning. Sometimes, I, I mean, when I push the button in my main palace, bad things happen. You know, obviously my brain shuts down, um, Ooh. which is what happened. Just, yeah. That's never just, good. Just, just a minute ago. Yeah. Is that what happens when you record? Um, like for for your podcast? Like when you get, when is you just like, mm-hmm. like does your Honestly, mind? Honestly, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's never good. He always says something yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah. weird and it just kind of comes out and never, it's never good. Never good. I have to do a lot of editing. <laughs> I have to do a lot of editing. Yeah, most I'm um, mostly screaming. He like oh, disappears yeah. sometimes, like not not even like on camera. <laughs> he'll just go away. Oh, is that why sometimes when I'm listening, I can hear what sounds like you doing? Yeah. an impression of him to like fill the noise because he's like, and it always syncs up perfectly. You know, it's like never talking over one another at that point. He always chooses to do the impression of me while I am still there. Um, yeah, it's really, really. Uh, it's spot on. Kind of fucked up. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what's really. That honestly is pretty Thank good impression. You. Thank you so much. You know, if you're able to convince the person who's there that they're not there because mm-hmm. of your impression. <laughs> well, he'll like he'll come back and he'll just be like, uh, went to the mind palace. It's it's worse in there. <laughs> it's and I'll be like, stop stop going in there. Stop going in there then, right? And this is this is days later, yeah. So this is the show uh, or <laughs> Oh, the show? <laughs> Do you so, mean the show Buried I, Gems, where we read uh, <laughs> fiction from the internet to try and find the next big thing and supplant Harry Potter on the uh, on the on the airwaves? Is is that is that the show we're talking about? Oh uh, no, sorry, I meant a different one. Oh okay, good. I thought we were doing something. Oh else. No, 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 that's my bad. Well, we are doing something that's else because that would be the show that we're doing if we decided to read <laughs> a story today. But we're not reading a story today. Actually, we're doing something different. <gasps> we're reading a poem. So I guess this would be buried. Aww. Gems, presumably. We've read poetry on the show before, actually, so we are doing that. Right. So, yeah, so it wouldn't change. It wouldn't change at all, actually. It's the same. <laughs> but speaking of changing, we have two different guests on the show today. We got Eric and Space House of the Lost in Narration podcast. I, I got to ask this. Eric, I forgot what you are next. Wait, sorry, not Eric. <laughs> yeah, I always mix you up. It's because of the impression. You just told me that you're doing the Space House impression the entire time. <laughs> yeah. But Space House, what was your expertise again? I remember last time you were here, you were an expert on Sonic because you played a game once. And so I'm wondering, is are you still an expert in that? Um, Knuckles and also uh, internet literature. Okay, okay. Oh, the latch, the lot, the the latch, the yes, that thing. Exactly. You, you explained right, yeah. it last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. I remember you struggling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the lot. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna get it. It's fine. Uh, and then Eric, uh, you're new to the show. How did you find out about the show? Um, from you directly. Me? Yeah. So, so when I went to you and said, Hey, here's my show. You've probably never heard of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, it'd be a big deal if you came on here. That was the first time you've heard of it. That was the first time. Never Hmm. listened. (laughs) Big fan. Huh, I mean, I just, I just figured I do. I was doing the whole, you know, like, oh, you're so big, and I need you so bad because right. it's like, you know, if I wanted to get Arnold Schwarzenegger, I was doing mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I figured, you know, you would have just, you would have just said, be like, no, 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 I've been following since the first episode, and then I could have got you on one of these things, but you now you're just coming right. clean, and you're, 
Well, no, I, I am a big fan. I just um, have heard about it for the first time right now. Oh, like okay. right now, yeah. And you mean right now, like second. That's right. Time. I didn't tell right. you what you were doing today. That's no, right. No I idea. didn't say any of that, actually. <laughs> no idea. No. I no, 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 we're doing. We're reading a poem? We're, re- we're reading a poem. <laughs> we're reading a poem today. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we're reading a poem written by James Bradley McCollum. Uh, here's, apparently, he has a poetry book out. Here's his bio on hellopoetry.com. He has a book of poems called To Hear Square, Voices in Verse from an Arab Spring on Google Play. Personally, I remain passionate about politics, social justice, teaching, community service, and faith. So I guess that tells you everything you need to know about James Bradley McCollum. Yeah, I don't need to start teaching in there for anything else, actually. If anything, I would appreciate learning no more. No, no more. So I have one extra tidbit of information. Right? I guess two, but do you want do you want to know? That? I'll I'll stomach it. I'll, I'll stomach. Okay, it. so he's male and he's from New Jersey. I mean that that's Oof. hard turn there. The New Jersey part, you that's know, just, yeah, that's rough. Yeah, I wish Oof. I could go back I mean, to before I knew those. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could too. It's it's something we'll <laughs> we'll have to stomach together. It's fine though, you know. We'll write it out. Basically, I'm going to read you guys this poem, and I, br- I brought you guys on the show because I know y'all are big Chicago experts. I know mm. y'all are huge yes, Chicago Chi Town people. Every day, Space House calls me and he says, "I had, I, I had another, I had another, you know, sauerkraut hot dog, and I hate it. I wish they put, you know, took the sauerkraut off, put on some relish and an onion and a tomato and a pickle sweet." I should oh, really. I should stop day. eating them. I have them daily. I I loathe them, um, but I just keep going back for for more. It's uh, yeah, and it's crazy that I'm pretty sure you said the restaurant you get them at serves Chicago style hot dogs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the next day I'm on the menu, but I I I. You just get so excited <laughs> as you're reading yeah. the menu that like when you get to the cash register, you get so excited. You look down the menu, your excitement peaks at the phrase hot dogs. You just say hot dog number one, and then. New York style comes out and you're like, fuck. Exactly right. That's always his mistake too. Yeah. And then the, the, the big thing about menu orders at the cashiers, you can never change them. Absolutely. You wouldn't dare. Mama didn't raise no flip flopper. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, so, so you guys have some Chi Town knowledge hidden within you and I want- Chi City, baby. Chi City. And I want y'all to use it to uh, help. Review and comment on this poem I have. This epic from James Bradley McCollum, Chicago for Carl Sandburg. Okay. Okay. So for format questions, uh, feel free to interrupt me for any reason at any time <laughs> while Got I'm it. reading this poem. So you, it doesn't have to be related to the poem. You just you could just be like, I wanna, <laughs> I wanna yell, and you could do it. Can Who I? The fuck um, is Carl Sandburg? Oh my god, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> oh, this was published on HelloPoetry.com on January 2012. First day. Who wanted me to go to Chicago on January 6th? I did. The night before, 20 below zero Fahrenheit with the wind chill as the blizzard of 99 lay in mountains of blackening snow. I packed two coats, two suits, three sweaters, multiple sets of long johns, and heavy white socks for a two-day stay. I left from Newark. Fuck the denseness. It confounds. He he bleeped out fuck. (laughs) 
I, he, he put a bunch of asterisks where fuck is, so I'm assuming it says fuck, but... It's gotta be. But it could be like Nothing shit else. or... There's no way. It's fuck. It's fuck. Oh, wait. Is there not even an F? No, it's, it's just, just four stars. <laughs> wow. It could be like gleam or some weird shit. It could be any any word. We need Ooh. to email. <laughs> also, I feel like Chicago might be just as dense as Newark. I, I mean... Yeah, if I could apply my Chicago expertise, um, I think I would go ahead and agree with it's, you there. I think I would definitively state that you you're, you are correct. Yeah, I do know a Chicago fact, if you want me to pull it out. Um, no, sure. Chicago has a population of about 1.5 million, but Newark only has 876,000. Mm. And you knew that? You knew those I numbers? I did, yeah. I didn't. Because you're an expert. This is why we had him mm-hmm. on, actually. You know, he's, he's, he's an expert. You know, he's got, he's got Shy City, baby. Yeah, no, I knew them too. I mean, we're, we're, we're experts. That's we're why we're here. together, yeah. <laughs> the second city, to whom? Second ain't bad. It's pretty good. If you consider Peking and Prague, Tokyo and Togo, Manchester and Moscow, port au prince and Paris, Athens and Amsterdam, Buenos Aires and Johannesburg. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. minute. Could have done like three of those. So many. Are these cities related at all? (laughs) He's just listing off places he knows. (laughs) He's boasting about the amount of cities he's heard of. It's not too bad to be second city. Like, look, if I did Athens and Amsterdam, well, the second is Amsterdam. It's still pretty cool. That's pretty good. What's going on here today? It's friggin' frozen to the bone. But Chi-Town is still cool. Buddy's Guys is open. Bartenders mixing drinks, cabbies jamming on their brakes, honeydew waitresses serving sugar, buildings swerving, fire-tongued preachers and preaching, and the farmers are measuring the moon. The lake, unlike Ontario, is in the midst of freezing. Bones of ice threaten to gel into a solid mass over the expanse of the Michigan Lake. If this keeps up, you could walk... Clear to Toronto on a silver carpet. You shouldn't know, right? Um, yeah. Obviously not. I wouldn't recommend. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. I feel like I've I feel like walking from Toronto to Chicago on Lake Michigan is probably not safe. I also wouldn't call the frozen I wouldn't call a frozen lake uh silver. That seems wrong. Yeah, it's mostly white or clear. <laughs> yeah. Also I don't think Chicago's on the other oh. side of Lake Michigan from Toronto. I, th- I think it might be. Yeah, it's, it's not. not oh, at I'm, all. Glad you I'm looking at a map. A map there. Michigan's in the way. <laughs> set to drive and check. <laughs> it goes Chicago. Cross. Yeah, Lake Tor- Toronto isn't on Lake Michigan. Wild. It's on Lake Ontario. Jesus. Oh wait, is he saying he'd walk across Lake Ontario? And then I and I don't know. I think he's saying from Chicago. I think he just wants to Jesus to Michigan. I assume walk on water. Wherever he ends up is unimportant. Yeah. So I guess Michigan's entirely frozen. Yeah, in this case scenario, I I, I guess that's yeah, yeah. Because he's saying the lake, unlike Ontario, is in the midst of freezing. Bones of ice threaten to gel into a solid mass over the expanse of the Michigan Lake. If this keeps up, you can walk clear to Toronto on a... Yeah, I, I think... I don't know who Carl Sandburg is, but he needs to go back to, to geometry, to geography class. Like, like, don't try that, kids. If you're in Chicago, you're not going to make it. You're going to be stuck in freaking Kalamazoo. I'll be the first to say it. Carl Sandburg is an idiot. Yeah. And I'll come out and say that. I mean, I'll, I'll be the second to say it, and that's good. 
you know, you know, as as we know from the cities. Yeah, the the second is always the best. I bet you're waiting for me to say I'm the third to say it, huh? <laughs> Along the shore, the ice is permanent. It's the first big frost of winter after a long Indian summer. I don't know if it's permanent though. <laughs> like maybe I'm being nitpicky. I think I am. But permanent. Yeah. It's, it's done. It's locked not. in. He just talked about the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't break like that. <laughs> Thank God. I caught a cab. Outside I hear the hawk nipping hard. They'll get your ear, finger, or toe. Bite you on the nose, too, if you ain't careful. Thank God. I'm not walking the Wabash tonight. <laughs> but if you do cover up, wear layers. Chicago? Could this be... Sandberg City? Wait, did he... Hold I'm on. overwhelmed. What did he say? If you do cover up, wear layers? As in, if you're going to cover up, wear layers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Isn't it just kind of the same thing? Well, no, so if you're going to walk, if you're going to walk the Wabash, you know, you know, the Wabash. <laughs> of course. You guys, actually, our, li- our listeners might not know what the Wabash is, so uh, Eric, as a Chinatown mm. expert, can you explain to them what the Wabash, Wabash is? Wabash, that's like the, the green pasture in uh, Chicago. It's the Golden Park, you know. Oh, so it's like the it's like, like how like Central Park is right. like a third exactly of Manhattan. Right. It's like a third of downtown Chicago. Yes, it's just the exactly Wabash, right. mm-hmm. and it's fr- it's underwater. Well, it's frozen, so it's effectively right. underwater during the. Under and everything the is ice. frozen in. This so it's always frozen. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah, well, I mean, Chicago is apparently yes. frozen. Just also, entirely. I just want to go. What Sandberg City? He said. Could this be Sandberg's city? Is this where Sandberg's going to be? I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> I just I just don't like it. I'm overwhelmed, and this is my 10th time here. Okay, <laughs> then maybe maybe Chicago maybe Chicago isn't your Why city. Why is he so Sandberg? surprised by everything, I mean, man? <laughs> also, if he's from like Newark or New York, I feel like it shouldn't be that Not overwhelming. Not even <laughs> a little bit. Chicago. <laughs> It's almost better. Sometimes it is better. A lot times better. It is better and denser than New York. That can't be true. Really sit on this dancer. I, I don't think it is. <laughs> Ask any Bulls fans. I'm a Knickerbocker. What? <laughs> That's the wrong city. I think. <laughs> I, I think uh, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know what that means. I don't know what the, the pair is supposed to be like. Ask any Bulls no. fans. So go to a Bulls fan. And they'll say, well, you know, Carl, he's a Knickerbocker. <laughs> yeah, that's because he's from New Jersey. I, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if I get it. Yes, Nueva York, a city that has placed last in the standings for many years. <laughs> I hate Jesus. that. Oh my Christ. Nueva York. Why you say it like that? Didn't have to. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> this is the most upsetting poem I've ever read. <laughs> Nueva York. <laughs> Except the last two. Yanks are number one. But Chicago is a dynasty. As big as Sammy Sosa's heart, rich and wide as Michael Jordan's grin, middle of a country, center of a continent, smack dab in the mean of a hemisphere vortex to a world, Chicago! 
Kansas City, Nashville, St. Louis, Detroit, right. Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Denver. Hold on. He's just naming places again. Is he, he going to name every name. single one? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he did that. <laughs> New Orleans, Dallas, Cairo, Singapore, Auckland, Baghdad, yeah, Mexico City, and it. Montreal. Salute her. What? <laughs> he went off. He was naming states and then just went away. <laughs> yeah, like... I, I get the U.S. ones. I mean, like, oh, they all salute Chicago because it's in the middle. But why the fuck does Mexico City give a shit? <laughs> or Montreal? Like, he's just naming places that he knows. He's trying to boast. Or Baghdad. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's the end of day one, I guess, is what you would call it. How do you guys feel about this so far? So bad. It's just so bad. <laughs> so you're not a fan of Carl's... Carl Sandburg, Chicago. As as a absolute Chicago head, it doesn't represent the city. So you're saying if someone's listening right now and they're hinging their decision to go visit Chicago, they shouldn't base it off of this ice world that Auckland and Baghdad join in arms. And exactly salute. right. <laughs> <laughs> Baghdad. <laughs> oh, well, you know, we're not a fan of the U.S. occupation, but. We gotta give props to Chicago. Why did he include that? Why did he say Cairo like three times so far? Has he? Really, he said it like twice at least. I really feel like this guy has never left New York City. Definitely I have a not. feeling he's just heard of other cities <laughs> and is like list. Like you guys are saying, he's just listing them. He's just like, yeah, yeah, Singapore it exists. Exactly right. <laughs> He's never even been to Chicago. <laughs> I mean, apparently he's overwhelmed on his 10th visit, which I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you about how that. Many, how many days are in this poem? A lot. This is a very Jesus. long poem. Is it one for every year? Because I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to find out because it's day two. I'll say one for every year. One for every day of the year. Jeez Louise, I can't speak. This oh, God. One for every, one for every year. Yeah. Ever 2021 20, <laughs> days coming up. Cities. A collection of vanities? <laughs> Engineered complex utilitarianism, the need for community as social necessity, ego with of one of the mass, civilization's latest bleep. Chicago is more than that. Jefferson's yeoman farmer is long gone, but this capital of the Great Plains is still democratic. The citizens of this city would vote daily if they could. <laughs> oh my god. What does that mean? I don't think it means anything. I don't even know what he's talking about at this point. <laughs> he vote daily. He would he vote could. daily. You guys know the only reason I I don't know about Space House because he's in Scotland, which they may be more democratic over there. But I would vote every day if there was a vote. <laughs> every time you vote, uh, every you're day like, I'd wait in line. God, I wish I could come back tomorrow and do this. Again. They're just voting on like really menial things every single day just because they want to fucking vote. <laughs> voting for like their favorite fruit. Yeah, Chicago. Sandburg, Chicago. Could it be? The namesake river segments the city. Canals of commerce, all perpendicular, is rife throughout, still guiding barges to the Mississippi ain't St. Lawrence. Now, also, tourist attractions for a cafe society. Chicago is really jazzy. <laughs> Swanky clubs, big steaks, juices and drinks. You get the best coffee from Seattle and the finest teas from China. Great. <laughs> Chicago is really jazzy. Every poem should have the uh, the lane, Chicago is really jazzy. 
Chicago is really chat. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's something you just have to say every time you're talking it really just every time you start a conversation. You have to remind people by the, by the way. One, salute to Chicago. <laughs> Two, it's very jazzy. Here's the there. thing about Chicago, and most people don't know this. It's actually it's really jazzy. <laughs> Great restaurants serve liquid jazz a la carte. <laughs> jazz, jazz. <laughs> you know he was in his apartment and he was sitting there sipping his like wine. And he's like, hmm, how do I say this? Jazz, jazz, jazz. <laughs> as he confidently presses the interview. He describes the food as solid jazz. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I went to uh, I went to go get some ramen, which is like little noodles of jazz <laughs> in a big liquid jazz, surrounded by uh, shanks of uh, jazz uh, organs. You know, just l- swinging together. Oh, and this music, it, it's it's jazz. <laughs> <laughs> just like some pop punk playing in the background. It's not jazz. It's not jazz. Everything isn't jazz. It's like the fucking like sad Asian drama music. <laughs> That's some fucking jazz right there. Oh, yeah, dude, swank. (laughs) All they serve is jazz. Rock me steady. Keep the beat. Keep it flowing. Feel the heat. Jazz, jazz, jazz. All they is, is jazz. Fast cars will take you. Oh, wait, I, I hit the button by accident. I was a little, I, the, it was, uh, the jazz was getting my hand. Did it really say, oh, the yes is jazz? <laughs> All of this is jazz. <laughs> I'm falling apart. <laughs> All of this is jazz. Fast cars will take you to the show, round about midnight, where'd the time go? Flows into the Mississippi, the mother of America's river. <laughs> so yeah, I just caught off guard by him suddenly deciding to rhyme this far into the pool. <laughs> It was just a coincidence, I think. <laughs> that is something. This is a very rhyme-free poem. Like we're not. This one's not about the rhymes. Flows into the Mississippi, the mother of America's rivers, an empire's aorta. Great Lakes, wonder of water, Niagara Falls. <laughs> this is not in He's Chicago. He's just naming places again. <laughs> He's just naming places, dude. Niagara Falls is famously in New York. <laughs> Venus. Or in Mars. Canada, you know, it's like in between. Still hear her heart gushes forth. <laughs> that gushes really got you. She okay? Buffalo connected to this holy heart. Finger Lakes and Adrian Dax are part of this watershed, all the way down to the Delaware and the Chesapeake. Okay, so I think what they're saying is that a lot of water starts in the Great Lakes and then goes elsewhere. Yeah? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's kind of deep if you think about is it. Is it? Yeah. I mean, the, I mean Lake Michigan. Oh, yeah, that's true. It is pretty <laughs> deep. Yeah. Not in the winter, though. You just walk across it in Toronto. <laughs> well, I mean, it's still deep, you know? <laughs> it's just frozen. Because <laughs> that doesn't change how deep it is. It's frozen to the core, though. Mm. <laughs> it's just like an ice cube. Sandburg, Chicago? Oh, my, my. The wonder of him. Who captured the imagination of the wonders of rivers? 
downstream other holy cities from the Mississippi Delta, all mapped by him. Its mouth are Dixie Trumpet, guarded by righteous Cajun brethren. Midwest? Midwest from where? It's north of Caracas in Los Angeles, east of Fairbanks, west of Dublin's, and south of not much. Him? Who spoke of honest man and living woman? Working men and mothers, bearing citizens to build a nation. The new world's precocious adolescence caught in a stream of endless and exciting change. Much pain and sacrifice, dedication and loss, pride and tribulations. From him we know all the people's faces, are, all their stories are told, never defeating the idea of Chicago. Sandberg has the courage to say what is in the heart of the people who defeated the Indians, mapped the terrain, aided slavers, fought a terrible civil war, hoisted the barges, grew the food, whacked the wheat, sang the songs, fought many wars of conquest, cleared the land, I erected really, the bridges. Really tra- just in the middle of this long list, he was just like, Cairo. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dude, I think we know his poetic style, and that's to list things. Mm-hmm. He's really into mm-hmm. listicles. Buzzweed would love this no, guy. So like, what do you guys think about this current list we're in? I have a feeling we're going to be into a lot of lists, so we might as well stop to talk about the list as we get to them. I just, I'm already upset about the list. I don't, I don't, I don't think he knows what he's saying anymore. <laughs> like, I feel like the list is totally inconsistent. Because it's like, defeated the Indians, mapped the terrain, aided slavers, sure, yeah. fought a civil war. And then it's grew the food, <laughs> sang the songs, <laughs> erected the bridges. Like, is he, like, I, I think, like, the, the thing here is just, it's a list of things. Every single thing, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even done with the list yet. <laughs> of course. No, I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> Netted the fish, mined the coal, forged the steel, laid the tracks, fired the tenders, cut the stone, mixed the mortar, plumbed the line, and laid the bricks of this nation of cities. So he was like explaining how it works, like how the city became? I guess. Yeah, it's probably not. A lot of that probably isn't specific to this one city. <laughs> Is that the actually maybe that's what the list is? Maybe it's like okay to start Chicago, you need these I, I critical steps. It. First, you need to defeat the Indians, map the terrain, <laughs> aid slavers. You got to aid the slavers. Then you have to fight the Civil mm. War. Then you hoist the barges. Then you get the food going. That's it's when you a get YouTube the food. tutorial for if anyone happens to want to start another Chicago. <laughs> this <laughs> is all you need. <laughs> you see, maybe Chicago is too overwhelming, so he's trying to figure out how to make Chicago in New York. <laughs> Pardon the Marlboro Man shtick. It's a poor expostulation of crass commercial symbolism. Like I said, I'm a devil fan from Jersey and Madison <laughs> Avenue. Has done, has done its work on me. It's a strange alchemy that changes a proud nation of Blackhawks into a merchandising bonanza of hometown hockey shirts, making the natives seem alien, and the interloper at home chilling out, warming his feet atop a block of ice, guzzling old style with clicker in his hand. Give him his beer and other diversion. If he bowls with his buddies on Tuesday night, I hope he bowls a perfect game. He earned it. He works hard. Hard work and faith built this Wait, city. Who the- and it's not just the... <laughs> I, I spaced out. Who the fuck is he talking about? Who is this bowler? You didn't space. You didn't space out, dude. You you heard exactly what he said. He's just going on a rant. He's he's having a he's having is he an talking episode, about generally he's, he's, someone from Chicago or or is it someone specific? I think he's just talking about some more. I think what he's saying, 
is like, oh, you know, this is like crass commercialism. And like there's some dude at home in like a shitty apartment chilling, drinking beer. But he's saying that's fine. In fact, we should give him his beer and he should have fun bowling because he works hard. Yeah, I guess. I like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it has to do with Chicago nothing. or it's, anything. This really. is nothing. <laughs> this is not about Chicago anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not just the faith that filled the cities. Thousand church. Wait, sorry. And it's not just the faith that fills the city's thousand churches, temples, and mosques on the Sabbath. So that was the end of day two. How do you guys feel? So right now we're at day two of Chicago. I genuinely thought that that was like at least day four. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry, guys. It's going to be a slog because we got a lot. <laughs> I'm fucking amped. I'm stoked. <laughs> I mean, so if if you were to think before this, I would have say this is an ad to go to Chicago. Would you? How would you feel about that? I, I like. Would you want to go to Chicago? Absolutely not. This? this makes me want to go away from Chicago. <laughs> yeah, this makes me want to go to Chicago, but only so I can leave Chicago symbolically, <laughs> while tearing up this poem. Yeah. It also makes me not want to go to New Jersey just because I don't want to ever meet this man. You don't ever want to run into Carl Never. Sandburg? This makes me uh, not want to go to Cairo purely because it was mentioned a few times in this book. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Just by association. Yeah. Sorry, Cairo. You're fucked. Day three. There is faith in everything in Chicago. An alcoholic broker named Bill lives the 12 steps to banish fear and loathing for one more day. Bill believes in sobriety. A tug captain named Mo waits for the spring thaw so we can get the barges up to Duluth. Wait, another geography check. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. Duluth, Minnesota to Chicago? Oh, is, is he talking about I Minnesota? So. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I think, okay, that might be possible. I mean, I feel like they probably wouldn't use barges anymore because it looks like there's not an easy river connection to Duluth. You would have to go from... Lake Superior to Lake Huron, then to Lake Michigan. Well, there's like a highway now, so you probably just take the highway. But is he is I'm he not... just naming people now? Like he went away from naming cities to naming people. <laughs> so he so he started with naming cities, then he's named actions. Mm -hmm. Now he's at people. Jesus, so, uh, we... he's listing every single person that lives in Chicago. <laughs> well, that's what's so long. We have to go through every Chicagoan. Eventually, Eric will show Love up on that. the list. Oh my God. I can't wait to see what he says about me. <laughs> Mo believes in the seasons. A farmer named Tom hopes he has reaped the last of many bitter harvests. Tom believes in a new start. A homeless man named Earl wills himself a cot and a hot at the local shelter. Earl believes in deliverance. A Pullman porter named George works overtime to get his firstborn through medical school. George believes in opportunity. A folk singer named Woody sings about his countryman inheritance and implores him to take it. Woody believes in people. A wobbly named Joe organizes fellow steelworkers to fight for a worker's paradise here on Earth. Joe believes in ideals. A bookkeeper named Edith is certain oh she'll see the God. Cubs win the World Series in her lifetime. 
Edith believes in miracles. An electrician named Bleep saves money to bring his family <laughs> so over from quick. Jadansk. Bleep believes fuck in America. Believes in so America. they had to fuck believes. An electrician named Fuck saves money to bring his family over from Gdansk. Fuck believes in America. Amazing. A banker named Leo <laughs> did come return to lead the Bears to another Super Bowl. Leah believes in nostalgia. A cantor named Samuel prays for another 20 years so he can properly train his temple's replacement. Samuel believes in tradition. A high school girl named Sally refuses to get an abortion. She knows she carries something special what? in her. Oh. Sally, Hold up. This was such a turn. <laughs> In the middle of this list, we get a uh, free, uh, you know, a good, a pro-life message, oh, you know, a good Christ. Chicago message right there. Everyone oh, in Chicago God. is pro-life. Proven. <laughs> if there's anything I've learned from this poem about Chicago, it's that they're staunchly uh, pro-life. So how do you guys think about this people list while we're in it? I, it's not good. <laughs> do you not think this is uh, engaging poetry? No, I think I think I think uh, the Sally one really just turned me away from it. I was I was gearing up for a great poem, and then Sally. <laughs> also, remember the purpose of poems are were to be that you would sit in a room and someone would say them to you as entertainment. Yeah. So <laughs> I would have left. Are you guys entertained by this poem? You know, would you still be in the coffee shop as as Carl Sandburg read this to you? I think. <laughs> In Chicago, he would have gotten booed out. He would have gotten absolutely yes. Booed. Honestly, Chicago is kind of known for not being pretentious. Right. <laughs> like it's like one of the more less pre- it's one of the less pretentious cities in the United States. I like to think I like to imagine that they're sitting in the coffee shop, hearing him read this poem, and Sally, the high school girl, is like, "How the fuck did you know that?" <laughs> never met I like to imagine he's reading this in New York. (laughs) So everyone in New York's like, hmm, yeah. Chicago's great, isn't it? Chicago is the best. (gasps) A city worker named Maisie ceaselessly prays for incarcerated son doing 10 years at Cook. Maisie believes in redemption. A jazzer named Bix helps to invent a new art form out of the mist. Bix believes in creativity. An architect named Frank restores the rookery. Frank believes in space. I know that it's a choice to add the little <laughs> Frank believes in, you know. But it's just not necessary, right? Yeah. Like we 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 get it. We I think the motif he's going for is they believe it's faith. Gosh, just 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 I don't know if you need to say that someone believes in space. Though. I don't <laughs> know if like it's one of those things that you don't need to believe in it for it to be real. Like it's not like a it's not like ideals or whatever it's like like especially for an architect that just means like he believes in three-dimensional space no one else no one else believes in space he specifically an architect believes in space. frank in chicago is holding down the 3d world he's as the only one like without him <laughs> a soldier named ike fights wars for democracy ike believes in peace a rabbi named jesse sermonizes on moses Jesse believes in liberation. Somewhere in Chicago, a kid still believes in Shoeless Joe. 
The kid believes in the integrity of the hold game. Hold on, hold on. Why does that? Why does that one not have a name? <laughs> why is it the <laughs> only one that doesn't have a name? <laughs> just some fucking kid. Well, what if these are people who he actually met in Chicago? Like he just straight up met Jesse and Bix. I'd be pretty pissed if I was the kid. And yeah, or well, what if that's the only one he didn't meet? <laughs> like he met Sally. He met a pregnant high schooler named Sally. He met a city worker named Maisie. He met, a, he met a banker named Leah. He met someone he had to censor their name because apparently it's... It's so bad that you can't even say it. <laughs> it's too foreign because they're from Gdansk. <laughs> oh, man, I hate this guy. I'm, I'm sorry. If, I'm sorry. For anyone from Gdansk, I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. And a mom named Louis is busy building a nation within a nation. Louis believes in self-determination. Is he... Fucking okay, Is he talking about the nation of Islam? I think... It kind of sounds like it. It sounds like some of the Nation knows. of Islam. I don't know where he stands. <laughs> Interesting call out. Like he's like being like, I guess the Nation of is the Nation of Islam pro life. I'm pretty sure they are. Hmm. Yes. Someone, someone in the someone email me angrily about the Nation of Islam. <laughs> I'll, I'll learn that way. Let us know too. Yeah. A teacher named Heidi gives all she has to her students. She has great expectations for them all. Heidi believes in the future. End of day three. So, we're almost halfway through the poem. Almost halfway? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> so, how do you guys feel about that list? That was a, I feel like we're gonna be, we're, there's a lot more lists coming up, so. <laughs> Why are there oh, so man. many lists, man? <laughs> John John McCallum, I don't want to scroll up so I don't lose my place in this very long page. <laughs> Whoever wrote this, Carl Sandberg, cut some of this out, dude. You don't need to list like fifty people. Yeah, if there were like twenty less of those people, it would have exactly the same effect. I mean, honestly, skip that entire thing that just. Oh happened. yeah, skip the poem. Don't don't that write was, the poem. That was that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> just skip, skip the, the poem. <laughs> Day four. Oh, God. Does Chicago have a future? <laughs> this city. <laughs> I bet you're going to tell me. <laughs> so do you, before we answer, do you guys think Chicago has a future? Not after this. After this, it's done. Yeah. Chicago. <laughs> do you think after we broadcast done? this, Chicago is losing all Absolutely. its people? They're all leaving. There's no future left. This city, full of cowboys and wildcatters, is predicated on a future. Bang, bang, shoot him up, stake the claim, it's your terrain, drig the hole, strike it rich, top it off, you're the boss, take a chance, watch it wane, try again, heavily gains. Chicago, city of futures, is a holy mecca to all day traders. The skin is gray, hair disheveled, loud ties and funny coats, thumb through slips of paper held by nail-chewed hands, selling promises with no derivative value, for out of the money calls and into the money puts. Strike is not a labor action in this city of unionists, but a spectacular's marks, a capitalist witch, a hedger's bet, a public debt, and a farmer's fair return. Indexes for everything, quantitative models that could build a, that could burst a kazoo. You know the measure of everything in Chicago, but is it truly subjective? Half mathematics bans subjective intentions, routing it in fair practice of market efficiencies, a kind of scientific absolution? I have no, I have no fucking idea. I, I have no fucking clue. I didn't even, I didn't understand a word of that. I, 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 I yeah, I missed the so, last long Bang, bang, shoot him up. Bang, bang. Mm-hmm. 
then he talks about how they're like day traders and he kind of rambles about it that's honestly yeah they're just day traders and about how like there's a lot of money all right i guess i didn't mess, mess much <laughs> you think he said it in a pretty way like yeah, yeah, I think you guys are thinking that he since he's saying words, he's meaning something. But I don't no, think I don't he think is. So. I don't think he's meant anything this entire poem. <laughs> I heard that there's a dispute brewing over the amount of snowfall that fell on the first. The mayor's office, using the official city ruler, measured 22 inches of snow on the ground. And the National Weather Service says it cannot detect more than 17 inches of snow. The mayor thinks he'll catch less heat for the trains that don't run, the buses that don't arrive, and the school that stand empty with the addition of five inches. The analysts say it's all about capturing liquidity. Liquidity, can you place a Great Lake into an eye This dropper? is not a It's poem. 20 below. This is not a fucking <laughs> poem. Getting so specific about snow. Sheesh, sheesh, sheesh. This definitely has more as energy of like a guy coming off acid at the Denny's. That's <laughs> a poem. It's 20 below. Also, I, I hate, this has got a lot of the things of like faux deepness where they're just like, yeah, it's all about liquidity. You know, can you put the Great Lake into an eyedropper? It's like, uh, what does that have to do with liquidity? <laughs> also, what does liquidity have to do with snow? Like, what are you talking about, dude? I don't know. Maybe I'm not the poem type. Are you guys the poem type? I was. I think I was. So you were. Yeah, this ruined it. So if this is considered poetry, poetry exactly. is for you. Exactly right. Okay, cool. We're going to have to call someone at a, a university to determine if they can validate this. Eric, if, if I could... I mean, I I, th- I think we could go ahead and just just categorically state that this is not really poetry. So, Eric, I think I think you're <laughs> Are you, maybe like, maybe half ruined for, for you. All right, as long as it's only half. Not that yet. Give another like year of like good poems, and you, you could you could reclaim that passion. Okay. I think. All right. Cool. I don't think it's all gone. I hope not. It's 20 below, and all liquid things are solid masses <laughs> or gooey viscosity at best. <laughs> Water is frozen everywhere, but Chi-Town is still liquid, flowing faster than the digital bleeps flashing on the walls of the CBOT. Dreams are never frozen in Chicago. The exchange is traded without missing a beat. Trading wet dreams, the crystallized vapor of an IPO, wait, pledging a billion wait, points uh, to internet one, one access rating. One sec, one sec, one sec. Did he say, he said, he said, tra- did he, did he say trading wet, wet dreams? <laughs> <laughs> is that what he said? Yeah, yeah, he did. Trading wet dreams. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just okay. I just needed to needed to know that that's that's what was said. That was exactly what said. The crystallized vapor of an IPO pledging a billion points of internet access or raiding the public's treasuries of a central bank's huge stores of gold currency swaps. I have a feeling this guy's like critical of capitalism in the market, which is fine. That's good. I feel he also doesn't understand what 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 stocks are at all. He has no clue. Stocks are a new thing to him. I feel like he—that's why he has to keep going back to the snow because he went to Chicago. He walked outside. He's like, "Oh, look, fucking snow." I—I <laughs> I get that. I can understand snow. Using the tools of butterfly spreads and candlesticks to achieve the goal. Short the Russell or buy the Dow. Go long the CAC and DAX. Are you trading in euros? You better be, or soon will. <laughs> I know you're Chicago. You'll trade anything. Webs, spiders, and leaps are traded here, along with the sweet crude North Sea blunt plywood and t-bill futures most importantly the commodities the loam that form this city of broad shoulders what about our wheat still whacking and bat bread basket to the world oil an important fossil fuel dominated in good old greenbacks pork bellies not just hogwads <laughs> we're in another list here <laughs> oh, 
He snuck up on us with that one. We are indeed in a list. So how do you guys feel about this list? This one's, I feel like, a little better, I guess. I still don't understand it. (laughs) It's not just, like, random people, so I guess it's fine. I hope he accidentally says oil again. Oil! (laughs) Just because he forgot he already covered that. Pork bellies, not just hogwash on the Wabash, but bacon, eggs, and flapjacks are on the menu of every diner in Jersey as the (laughs) (laughs) All-American. Dude, this is supposed to be about Chicago. You can't help it. You can't help that Jersey life. He's just like, oh, don't forget, in Jersey they serve eggs. (laughs) Cotton. Our contribution to the Golden Triangle, once the global currency used to enrich a gentleman's class of cultured southern slavers, now Tommy Hilfiger's preferred fabric. I think he's in this to Bangkok, where child slaves spin it into gold lame. <laughs> Sorghum. I think it's hearty. <laughs> Soybeans. The new age substitute for hamburger. Goes great with tofu lasagna. Corn. ADM creates ethanol. They want us to drive cleaner cars. <laughs> Cattle. Once driven into this city's bloodhouses for slaughter, now ground into a billion Big Macs every year. When does a seed become a commodity? When does a commodity become a future? When does a future expire? You can find these answers to these questions in Chicago. And find a fortune gonna, in a hole in the I thought floor. he was going like, to shout out his blog or something. You can find these answers on my blog. And then just a URL. <laughs> it does sound like an ad, right? <laughs> Look down into the pits. Hear the screams of anguish and profitable delights. Frenzy men swarming like a mass of epileptic ants atop the world's largest sugar cube augur the world's free markets. The scene is more chaotic than 100 Haymarket Square riots multiplied by 100 1968 Democratic conventions. Amidst inverted ant hills that scurry forth and two in distinguished black and red coats fighting each other as counterparties to a life and death transaction. This, <laughs> this dude is really dramatizing the exchange market. This is an efficient market that crosses the globe. Oil from the Sultan of Brunei. Yin from the land of Hitachi. Wait. Is Hitachi a city? Isn't that a TV brand? I, I know it's a TV brand. It might be a city. Yeah, it's a Japanese... It's, they're in Chiyo. So he's just a little, he's a little racist. He's, he's being a little weird there. I don't know why you would... Because Brunei's a place, right? Uh, yeah. Every other place... Okay, we're in another list here, so I'm just going to give you guys a heads up. We're in a list again. And in this list, he, he they're all like places. No, I, of course it's fucking places. This guy loves places. <laughs> he loves places. Huge fan of places. The things he... People, places, and things. Places are one, people are two, and things seem to be a, a pretty hard third. <laughs> it's basically the poem. <laughs> Long bonds from the Fed, nickel from Quebec, platinum and palladium from Siberia, FTSEs from London, and cruel cane from Havana circle these pits. Tijuana, Shanghai, and Instable's best traders are only half as good as the average trader in Chicago. Chicago, this hog butcher to the world, specializes in packaging and distribution. Men in blood-soaked smocks still count the heads entering the gates of the city. Their handiwork is sit out on barges and rail lines as frozen packages of futures waiting for delivery to an anonymous counterparty half a world away. This nation's hub has grown into the premier purveyor to the world along the rivers, highways, railways, and estuaries. Its tentacles reach. End of day four. Oh, thank God. 
I just don't want there to be another list. How do you guys feel about that list? I just I don't want it. I don't want this anymore. I don't want I don't Barely want places. Heard. I don't want names. I don't want people. Yeah. I don't want things. <laughs> so <laughs> would you say there's too many lists in this? Way film? too many. <laughs> Overall, there's too many like references to places that aren't Chicago. <laughs> I have a feeling, you know, Chicago is not the subject for most That's of the poem. So what's the point then? What's the point of making the poem? <laughs> Why are we here? <laughs> God. Day five. Oh, no. Sandburg, Chicago is a city of the world's people. <laughs> many striver rows compare compose instead its of many who? neighborhoods. Instead of whose people? <laughs> the world's people is there an alternative? You know the uh, not 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 the non world's people. Like, <laughs> of course. Aliens don't live in Chicago, believe it or not. It's I have crazy. heard that, but Chicago. Nordic stoicism, Eastern European orthodoxy, mm. and Afro-American calypso vibrations are three of many chords strumming the strings of Chicago. Sandberg, Chicago, if you wrote forever, you would only scratch its surface. He's trying to write forever. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Like the longest poem. He's, he's getting there, too. This is like the Iliad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> People wait for trains to enter the city from O'Hare. Frozen tears lock their eyes onto distant skyscrapers. Solid chunks of snot block their nose. Wait, are people crying? They <laughs> <laughs> go to Chicago. I guess maybe because they're hearing this poem. <laughs> like this dude just on the street saying it to people, and they start crying. They're like, "Dude, stop! I want to leave now. I spent all my money to move here, and I have to get out." <laughs> Green icicles of slime crust mustaches. They fight to breathe. Sandburg, Chicago, is the land of Lincoln, savior of the Union, protector of the Republic, sent armies of sons and daughters, barges, boxcars, gunbones, foodstuffs, cannons, and shot to raise the South and stamp out succession. Woo! Old age biography are still unknown volumes to me. I must see and read the great words. You can never learn enough, but I've been to Washington and seen the man's memorial, the free world's eighth wonder, guarded by General Grant, who still keeps an eye on Richmond and a hand on his sword. Though the American winter, Abe ponders. The vista he surveys is dire and tragic. Our sitting president impeached for lying about a bleep. What, what, is, what is it? What is it? Which president? It's just a bleep. <laughs> also, this would be Obama. It's 2012. Well, then, <laughs> well, then that's just not right. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're like predicting. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they're talking about Nixon? I don't know why don't they know. bleep it. <laughs> what, what did it say? As soon as like the important information comes up, he's like, actually, I got to censor that. <laughs> it's, it's too political for y'all. I I can't trust y'all with these dangerous ideas I'm throwing at you. Party partisans in the Senate are sworn and seated. Our chief justice adorned with golden bars will educate the proceedings. It is the perfect counterpoint to the ageless Abe thinking with malice towards no one and charity towards all. will heal the wounds of the nation. Abe, our granite angel, Chicago goes on. The union is strong. Is Abe from Chicago? I thought, I thought he was. <laughs> is, is that it? Yeah, well, that's the end of. Okay, so I found out that that we weren't doing days. That was that was the end of oh, day one. Oh Jesus! I just found out. So he has like subsections of each day. So that was the end of the fifth that was subsection all one of day, day one. Jesus! <laughs> so a lot happened to this dude in Chicago on day one. I don't know exactly what he did. It sounds like he walked outside. Felt really cold. 
took a cab to his hotel and uh, i think what happened is he tried, he he tried to walk across the river um <laughs> he got, just kind of got he, hypothermia it went to his head um he was like saved i guess and on the kind of ambulance ride to the hospital he just kind of opened his notes app on his phone and was like <laughs> chicago <laughs> you gotta get this out yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cairo, thing, yeah. Auckland, uh, St. Petersburg, Old oh, Salute, Chicago, uh, uh, d- 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 Wheat Oaks, uh, Sally's pregnant. She loves it. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just like flashbacks from his from his past. Like when he got his high school girlfriend pregnant in high school, and she was she was keeping. It's like and she kept Sally. the baby, but still but still broke up. <laughs> like, I'm keeping the baby, Sally. but you need to go. <laughs> Oh, keep going on about Chicago. You haven't been there yet, Carl. The, this poem ends with "I see the light." <laughs> Poor guy. The EMTs are like, "Do we need to take him to like the mental ward?" <laughs> they see what he's writing on his phone, and they're like, "I, th- I think we should just let him, let him die." <laughs> <laughs> we should have left him on the ice. <laughs> Goodness. Out my window, the sun has risen. According to the local forecast, it's minus nine, going up to six today. The lake, a golden pillow of clouds, is frozen in time. I marvel at the ancient ones, resourcefulness, and how they mastered these extreme elements. Past, present, and future has no meaning in the citadel of the prairie today. I set my watch to central standard time. Stepping into the hotel lobby, the concierge with oil-smooth hair, perfect tie, and English lilt, impeccably asked, Do you know where you're going, sir? Can I give you a map? He hands me one of Chicago. I see he recently had his nails done. He paints a green line along Wacker Drive and says, Turn on Jackson, LaSalle, Wabash, or Madison, and you'll get to where you're going you want to go. A walk of 14 or 15 blocks from Streeterville. I started the Chicago White House. They call it that because Hillary Rodham stays there when she's in town. It's also alleged that Steadman eats his breakfast here, but Oprah has never been seen on the premises. I wonder how I gained injury into this place of elites. Down into the... Sin- this- what just happened? This guy... What? <laughs> is that too late for notes, bud? Is it what too was any of Too that? late for notes. He, like, stopped to tell where he went to eat? Did he say that Oprah hadn't been there or something? Yeah, he. Yeah, Oprah had never been to, uh... Why the fuck? <laughs> Why bring her up, man? Uh, well, we should just be glad we didn't get a list of all the celebrities who hadn't been that's, there. That's, that's good. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> this dude has the. You know how people say I can have a beer with that dude. <laughs> this guy has the negative of that. Like <laughs> I feel like no one could have a beer with this dude. I'd pour a beer over this dude. <laughs> yeah, can I get can I get a Lagunitas? Uh, pour it over. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Stepping out of the hotel, the doorman sporting the epaulets of a colonel on his corporate winter coat and furry Cossack hat swaddling his round black face accosts me. The skin of his face is flaking from the sunburn, zero, sub-zero windburn. He asks me with a gap-toothy grin, Can I get you a cab? No, I'll think I'll walk, I'll answer. Good woolen hat, thick gloves, you should be all right. He winks and let me pass. <laughs> I step outside. The windy city flings stabbing cold spears flying on wings of 30 mile per hour gusts. My outside hardens. I can feel the freeze deepen into my internals, internalness. I can't be sure, but inside my heart still feels warm. For how long, I cannot say. 
I commence my walk among the spires of this great city, the vertical leaps that anchor the Great Lake, holding its place against the historic frigid assault. The buildings sway, modulating the blows of nature's wicked blast. It's a hard imposition on a city and its people. The gloves, skull cap, long underwear, sweater, jacket, and overcoat. Not enough to keep the cold from betraying the person. Like discerning the layers of the city, even many layers, still not enough to understand the depth of meaning of the heart of this heartland city. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a, good, it's a good lane. It's a good lane. Sandberg knew this city well. Sediments groves of suburbs that extend outward in every direction. Concentric circles surround the city. I mean... <laughs> Hear me out about this one, but like most American cities have concentric circles of suburbs yeah. around them. Yeah. That's like a, I'd say the most common style of American city. <laughs> Honestly, city in general, you know, you don't have a lot of rectangular cities where like, you know, I th- there's a hard border at the east and west side and then people just kept moving suburbs north and south. Like, you know, that doesn't happen. He's never often. been anywhere. <laughs> It's because everywhere he goes, he tries to walk across frozen lakes, and he (laughs) (laughs) spends five days in the hospital. He's like in San Francisco, and it's winter, and he's like, oh, God, it's so cold. I can walk to Alcatraz (laughs) as he steps into the bay. After the burbs comes farms, great plains and mountains, Appalachians and Rockies are but mere molehills in the city's backyard. Man. What? I don't even know. <laughs> the Rockies are a molehill? In the Chicago's so big and so important that the Rockies mm-hmm. just a molehill. Mm-hmm. You know. In the backyard of Chicago, honestly. Because they're so close. <laughs> it's terra firma. Stops only at the sea. Part barrow to the horn. Mini capes extended. On the periphery, its appendages, its extremities, its outwards extremities, all connected by the idea, blown by the incessant wind of this great nation. The Windy City's message is sent to the world's four corners. It is a message of power. English, the world's common language, is spoken here, along with Ebonics, Espanol, Mandarin, no. Czech, Russian. Come on, <laughs> another list? No fucking way. So he's been sneaking in a lot of lists, but this is like a full list oh here. Oh my god. Czech, Russian, Korean, mm-hmm. Arabic, Hindi, German, French, electronics, steel, oh cars. God. cars. What? How <laughs> you guys liking this list? How, you guys, what do you guys think of the consistency of this list? I think he forgot what he was doing. Wait, were you not making that up? Were those last few actually? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the this is the thing. You know, it's these are all the things spoken in Chicago. You got English, Ebonics. Espanol, Mandarin, Czech, Russian, Korean, Arabic, Hindi, German, French, electronics, sure. steel, cars, I cartoons, really hope the last one rap. is love. <laughs> Sp- <laughs> Refund if the last one isn't love. Sports, movies, capital, wheat, and more. Oh, Are you okay. fucking kidding me? So you just me? gave up on the list. The last one is more? <laughs> <laughs> is that another tease for his blog? You want to find out the other languages? <laughs> I feel like he could have just kept listing things. Well, you know what they say in Chicago? They speak cartoons there. It's crazy. Always more. Much, much more in Chicago. Sandberg spoke all the dialects. 
He heard them all. He understood with great precision to the finest tolerances of a lathe worker's micrometer. Sandberg understood what it meant to laugh and to be happy. He understood the working man's day, the learned treatises of university chairs, the endless tomes of the city's great libraries, the lost languages of the ancient ones, the secret codes of abstract art, the impact of architecture, the street dialects and idioms of every man's expression of life. All fighting for life, trying to build a life, a new life in this modern world. Walking across the Michigan Avenue Bridge, I see the Wrigley Building is neatly carved, catty-cornered on the plaza. I wonder if old man Wrigley watches his barges loaded with spearmint and doublemint move out onto the lake from one of these gothic windows perched high above the street. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I, I wonder too. I wonder that too. I was wondering <laughs> that too. <laughs> oh, wait, so this is something, is this actually like Chi-Town common thing that people wonder about old man Wrigley? Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Constantly, constantly. It's always on my mind. It's never not, it's never not on my mind. Is it because of the like love letters you keep sending him? Mm, 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 mm. Unanswered. <laughs> Unanswer, that's... He'll answer someday, don't worry. <laughs> He's just one of those gothic windows watching his gum. <laughs> would he open a window and shock the men below to quit slacking and work harder, or would he be, between the snapping sound he made with his mouth full of chewing gum, offer them tickets to a ball game at Wrigley Field that afternoon? Would the men be able to understand the man communing from such a great height? I listen to a man and a woman conversing. They are one step behind me, as we meander along Wacker Drog. You are in Chicago now, the man states with profundity. If I let you go, you will soon find your level in this city. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't, I think to myself. What level are you, I wonder? Are you perched atop the transmission spire of the Hancock Tower? I wouldn't think so, of you, or your ears would melt from the windburn. I'm thinking, is she a kept woman? She is majestically clothed in fur hat and coat and animal pelts, not trapped like her, but slaughtered from farms, I'm sure. What level is he speaking of? Many levels are evident in this city. Many layers of cobbled stone, Pennsylvania iron, Hoosier granite, and vertical drops. I wonder if I detect condensation in his voice. What is his intention? Is it a warning of a broken affair? A pending pink slip? Advice to an addict refusing to adhere to a recovery regimen? What is his level anyway? Is he so high and mighty, higher and mightier than this great city, which we all are part of, which we help to build, which we all need in order to keep this nation the thriving democratic empire it is? I feel this like is seditious talk! That lane was... <laughs> that lane alone was a third of the poem. So do you guys, how do you guys th think about that? D do you think that him saying "watch your level" in Chicago? Do you guys think that's sedition? Yeah, I I don't understand this poem anymore. I think <laughs> he's I'm... fucking he's fucking miserable. He's fucking having it all. I just can't I can't do it anymore. <laughs> we're getting close to the end, so we're 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 in the last stretch here. The loop's L still courses through the main thoroughfares of the city. People are transported above the den of the street, looking down on the common pedestrians like me. Super CEOs populating the upper floors of Romanesque, Greek revivalist, New Brauhaus, Art Deco, and post nouveau new modern avant-garde towers. <laughs> he, he loves these he lists. He fucking loves lists. <laughs> this, is just, this is just a listicle. That's all this is. <laughs> are too far up to see me shivering on the street. The cars, buses, trains, and trucks are all covered with the film of rock salt. Salt covers my bootless feet and smudges my clothes as well. 
The salts, the primal element of the earth, covers everything in Chicago. It is the true level of the city. The layer beneath all layers in which everything rests is built, grows, thrives, then dies, to be returned again to the lower layers where it can take root again and grow out onto the great plains. Splashing the nation, anointing its people with blessing. A blessing? Chicago? <laughs> all rivers <laughs> He forgot he was in Chicago. Says Chicago question mark more and more towards the end of the book. Chica- Chicago? Chicago? Wait, is this, wait, is this, this Minneapolis actually? Wait a minute. <laughs> Imagine at the end of the poem he's like, oh wait, shit, I'm, this is not Chicago. <laughs> fuck, this is, fuck, I'm in goddamn Singapore, what the fuck? <laughs> all rivers come here. All things found its way here through the canals and back bays of the world's greatest lakes. All roads, rails, and air routes begin and end here. Mr.'s Mr. Mrs. O'Leary's cow got a bleep rap. It did not start the fire. We did. We lit the torch that flamed the city to cinders from a pile of ash. Chicago rose again. Forever Chicago. Forever the lamp that burns bright on a Great Lakes western shore. Chicago the beacon sends the message to the world with its windy blasts on chugging barges, clapping trains, flying tandems, T1 circuits, and roaring jets. Sandberg knew Chicago. I will never know. He knew the rhythm of life the people walked to, the tools they used, the dreams they dreamed, the songs they sang, the things they built, the things they loved, the pains that hurt, the motives that grew, the actions that destroyed, the prayers they prayed, the food they ate, their moments of death. <laughs> that was like a, that was a better list. <laughs> That's such a shame because I wasn't really listening. All I heard was death. <laughs> that was a top tier list, honestly. Probably the best list so far. Sandberg knew the layers of the cities, the depths and windy heights I cannot fathom. The blues came to the city on the wind of a chirping bird, on the taps of a rickety train, on the blast of an angry sax, rushing on the wind of the West End blitz of Pop Brash's coronet, to the tink of a twinkling piano on a paddle-wheel boat on the strings of a lonely man's guitar. Walking to the clubs, tenements, row houses, speakeasy, and you'll hear the blues whispered like a quiet prayer. Tidewater Blues from Virginia, Delta Blues from the Lower Mississippi, Boogie Woogie from Appalachia, Texas Blues from the Lone Star, Big Band Blues from Kansas City, Blues from Beale Street, Jelly Roll Blues from the Latin Quarter. How do you guys feel about that list? Uh, That was pretty cool because I I liked Boogie Woogie. That was my favorite. So Boogie Woogie, that that shot, that's like a a B-tier list, I would say. That's the second best list, I think. Wow, the lists are really coming up to they're the picking, room. They're huh? picking up. The end here. <laughs> Hell, even Chicago got its own brand of blues. It's all here. It ended up here and was sent away on the winds of westerly blows to the ear of an eager world on strong jet streams of simple melodies and hard truths. A broad-shouldered woman, a single mother, stands on the street with three crying babies. Their cloths are covered in salt. She pleads for a break, praying. She pleads for a break, praying for a new start. Pouring under cloths against the torrent of frigid weather, she begs for help. Her blonde hair and bleep features suggest her Scandinavian <laughs> Why that one? What could he possibly it mean? It absolutely is. It's, it's boobies. It has to be boobies. Her booby features. Her blonde hair and booby features suggest her Scandinavian heritage. They must have just been, like, racist. It has to like, be. There's no other, there's there's no other else, explanation. Man. Well, what could he possibly say there that's like, 
offensive is not raisin. <laughs> I wonder if she's related to Sandberg as I walk past her on the street. Her feet are bleeding through her canvas Wait, sneaker. even that was good. <laughs> wonder if they're related. Jesus. <laughs> you know, Sandberg. <laughs> her babe's mouth are zipped shut with frozen driven and mucus. The blues, the blues live on in Chicago. The blues will forever live here in her. As I turn the corner to walk the Miracle Mile, I see a her engulfed in a funnel cloud of salt, snow, and bits of white paper circling around her and her children in an angry, un- in an angry unforgiving maelstrom. The family begins to dissolve like a snail sprinkled with salt, and a mother and her children just disappear into the pavement of the corner of Dearborn in Chicago. I like to think he's being literal here. <clears throat> so he just, just he didn't even try to help her. He didn't give her money or anything. They melted. No. Oof. Then they melted. And that's the end. Thank God. <laughs> she was the witch the whole time. She okay, was the witch. So this witch. was published on the website in 2012, but this was actually originally written in 1999. So I guess it was the impeachment was about Bill Clinton getting a blowjob. Okay, I guess that makes sense. But like the rest of it? No, you know what? I think it all makes sense now. Now that I've learned when it was written... Um, all is forgiven. I think this is a wonderful poem. So, so you give this the A plus? I give this the A plus. My favorite part was uh, the list. <laughs> <laughs> the, so let's let's talk about this poem. Let's analyze it a bit. Does it do its purpose? It was a four thousand word poem, which is extremely yeah, long. I put it into. Right. Pages on a Word document, and it's 35 pages. <laughs> this is a very long poem. Most poetry books are shorter than this poem. Um, or no, it's that's just not, not... It's not good. It's not good as a poem or a story. It's not good. I mean, there really wasn't a story. No, I mean, his first day in Chicago, I'm guessing this is supposed to be about his two days he visited Chicago. His first day was literally just listing other places right. than yep. Chicago for the most part. That was that was most of like, it. Like listing <laughs> most of it, also listing people um, and talking about Jersey a few times. So I think we should really give him props for ending the poem. When he did? Because I, I feel like he was <laughs> most certainly tempted well, to keep going just forever. I think he could have stopped uh, way earlier. Just way oh, for earlier. Sure, yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> but credit where credit's due, you know. What was your guys' favorite part about this poem? Um, I like when like he was probably racist a couple times, so they just had to bleep it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, wonder, I wonder if he had anyone edit this. There's no way that he went to a friend and handed him a, a 35-page stack of paper and was like, yeah, yeah, just check out my poem about Chicago. He has no friends from the way the story's told. <laughs> you don't think anyone's going down to the pub to have a, have a guess with him? I don't think him? so. I think he's alone constantly. <laughs> uh... You know, he drinks the finest wine from his patio looking down. Among the, you know, the, the non-poetry types who have fun and watch the game. That's probably why he was waxing about letting the guy bowl with his friends and, and have beer and two-buck chuck uh, while watching Because hockey. he wants to be like that, yeah. He, that, that's, that's, his, that's his dream oh, goal, so but sad. he can't. He's, instead, he's, 
He's a poet. I guess I kind of feel bad for the guy. You know, Jesus, man. I wouldn't. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I mean, you could. I mean, so let's talk about these lists we have. So let's see. The first list we have is list of second cities where he just named. I mean, I don't think these are sister cities and I don't think they're. That was upsetting. Like, I don't think anyone's saying like, you know what? Second to Peking, Prague. <laughs> that 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 being the first list really didn't help this poem at all. Yeah, that wasn't a great opening list. That was especially since this poem is mostly lists. It was not a great start. The next list was literally just the list of cities that uh, bow to Chicago. That was also bad. Also really bad. Really bad. Also because like you know. I think he for- ran out of he U.S. Did. cities. He absolutely did. Goodness. Which is really upsetting because there's a lot of U.S. cities that he could have kept going. Like, quite a lot of them. Quite, quite a number. So how do you guys feel about that list? That that was not the worst one, but it was not good. Okay, let's see. I know what the worst one is. There are other... I already got it. Which, which one's the worst it's, one? It's the one where he was naming... Uh, I think he was naming places and then he just went to th- or no he was naming oh what the fuck what was he doing was it language it was languages and then just he started listing things that was the worst one <laughs> like, and love wasn't one of them love wasn't that was that was definitely the worst one let me see if i can find that list i believe the list yeah here it is it's ebonics espanol mandarin czech russian korean arabic hindi german french electronics Steel, cars, cartoons, rap, sports, movies, capital, wheat, and what more. Ha- what happened? Oh, what happened in that list? <laughs> I like to think he wasn't even making like a, you know, like a little metaphor there. He genuinely just halfway through the list was like, uh, so what was I writing again? Electronics. Looking around the room. <laughs> just see. Uh, well, there's some steel. <laughs> uh, oh, cars. Cars are good. Right? There's a cars car. Really there's a car in his room. He's <laughs> driven through the wall of his house. Words that he likes, and he wants them in the poem, but he couldn't find <laughs> way to put them in. <sighs> Overall, any final thoughts on this poem uh, before we get to rankings? I will let you know uh-huh. that it's been viewed... 193,000 times. Too many. But it's only been liked once. <laughs> who? Who was the like? There's no fucking way it last one like. What the fuck? Okay, there's one like, seven loves, two reposts. That's too many. That's too ads. many. This that That's too many. And I think Lemon Grab was the one who liked fucking it. Fucking Lemon Grab, I'm coming for you. I don't know who you are, but how dare you? <laughs> okay. Thoughts. Final thoughts for you. I I have just one thought. It really picked up at the end. Like that second day was fine. The first day could have just been erased. Could have taken all that out. <laughs> so 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 like because the second day he walks around town. Yeah. Because <laughs> he doesn't walk around town on the first day. And the first day he just goes. The second home. day was like an actual story and like kind of a poem. But then the first day was nothing. Yeah, the first day felt like he definitely just went to his hotel room and maybe did some amphetamines or Absolutely something. Absolutely did. Yeah. Like... yeah, that's why he decided to walk across a fucking lake and freeze to near death. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> I almost forgot about that. Yeah, I think that was my favorite part of the poem when it was explicitly implied that he wrote this entire thing during his like hypothermia stupor on the way to the fucking ER. <laughs> uh, I just also like the the fact that he didn't bother to check because he could have said something like Detroit, like you could walk to yeah. theoretically or Milwaukee. You could walk on the lake to Milwaukee. Well, he didn't have the map that uh, the guy gave him in the second. Uh, second day that's right that's right the- <laughs> and i guess this was written a long time ago maybe maybe the cities have moved <laughs> <laughs> maybe michigan uh maybe michigan used to be underneath the lake could have been yeah be- <laughs> uh, so i guess with that let's let's get to our final thing Ranking. So, how 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 many Harry Potters out of five would you all give this poem? Matthew, I'll, I'll let you go first. I think that, I think that, um, in all sincerity, if roughly eighty percent of this was cut, um, there, you know, there, there's something, you know, there's something good, good going on there. Um, you really have to dig. But, uh, nonetheless, I don't know why I said all that. Because uh, it's obviously one, one Harry Potter out of five, right? It's why it's one out of five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I can get behind that. I, I have a logistics question. Yeah? What if I give it no Harry Potters? You can give it a zero. Oh, so it's a zero. It's absolutely it's a zero. This changes, this changes everything. It's a zero. <laughs> So, so you think no amount of Harry Potter, like you, if you, even if it's like a tenth of a Harry right. Potter, it's still infinitely better than, than yes. this. Like just one word or one syllable from Harry Potter is better than Abs- any. Absolutely, part of this. none of this, none of none of this was good. If you even take just a word <laughs> from this, makes it bad. So even if it's the same word yep. from like a mm-hmm. good thing, so like, like corn. Now corn's exactly. ruined. The, the exactly. musical Chicago is just dead too. Everything in this, everything in this poem, I will never look at again. <laughs> Dude, what if that was the goal? What if it was to make a poem so Holy bad shit. that it ruins everything in the poem, and then you list everything in the world in the poem? I, the Big Macs are in the poem. Can't have that. Auckland, Cairo. Sorry, Auckland. You're I canceled. could never go. Cairo's gone. Everyone just everyone just leaves Cairo. <laughs> <laughs> just abandons it. <laughs> Chicago's definitely not not okay anymore. It's yeah, but it's a zero. It's a zero. Flat zero. Okay. Uh I'm also going to uh you know, I'm not gonna go the full and so I'll give it a point five, because uh it is I did. I mean, I do like the idea that he tried to walk to Toronto. <laughs> we we have a good spread going. He's got Moxie. He's got Moxie, and for that, he deserves the half. And you know what else people deserve? It's to plug their things, whether it be into electrical outlets or advertising. Uh, don't plug your literal thing into an electrical outlet unless it's designed to go in there. Um, a little PSA from the. I don't, I don't know from who someone told me to tell you that. But what do you guys have here? What do you, you guys have a thing, right? Yeah, are we doing something? Um, I think just the other day, um, we began 
a little uh, little uh, little little poddy, little podcast called uh, Lost in Lost 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 in Narration. Um, don't know why I struggled to say the name of my own <laughs> podcast, but um, the premise is uh, basically myself and um, Eric over there. I say over there as if I'm staring hey. in the eye right now. We're in the Everybody. same room. We we are. High five. High five. High five. That was good. I love that. Um, we are uh, trapped and lost in a vast abandoned library. So we decide to read the books of the library. And the books are actually just insane um, comedy strips written by myself. Um, so, yeah. That's uh, good stuff. Good, good, good work. I mean, all those books are going to seem way better now. Oh now yeah, on this show, <laughs> that's everything is topped here now. I mean, the world you can only go up. James Bradley McCullum really set a floor for you here. <laughs> this was this was an experience that I'm never going to forget, and I won't ever forgive. Hey, the stories, you know, they might take off. And if you have any other stories you think might take off, feel free to email them to us at buriedgympodcast at gmail.com.